0: So let's pray. Lord, speak your good news into our hearts. Help us to listen and to take it to heart, and to carry that good news to others. In the name of Jesus, amen. We've been hearing a lot about the R number recently. It's a simple but crucial number that's guiding governments around the world in the actions needed to combat the threat uh, of COVID-19 and how and when to lift lockdowns. Otherwise, it's known as the reproduction number Basically, it's that number of people that one infected person will pass on the virus to. It shows the disease's ability to spread. And it's been estimated that the new coronavirus has a reproduction number of about three. There's huge debate about that, but that's the estimate of some. So to prevent it spreading fast and furious, drastic measures have to be taken, and have been taken, to reduce that to below one. And presently, R value in the UK is just under one, but edging up in some areas just over one in one or two, hence the local lockdowns. Um, so we, as church, are involved in that, in taking those additional precautions to keep that value below one. Hence all the masks I see today in front of me. The spread of a virus. Maybe then think, how about the spread of faith? Richard Dawkins once described religion as a virus of the mind. And of course, he wasn't being complimentary. But there is something about how faith is spread. Is it taught or caught has been one of the debates over the years. Paul was very clear that the Christian faith needed to be passed on. The good news is real. The love of God for all people is a fact. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. That is the bedrock of Paul's life and message. But people need to hear that good news, need to receive that truth of God's love need to learn to trust that living God, need to be given the courage to cry out to the God who saves and rescues, to believe in that God who is utterly dependable and faithful. The truth is there, but people need to receive that truth, otherwise they remain unaffected by it. Their lives have that missing from them, that hope, that wonder, that reality of good news. And so Paul quotes from the great book of Isaiah, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. I'm looking out at a few feet today, a variety of shoes and sandals. I don't know what you think about feet. I'm not sure if they're the most beautiful part of the human body. And I think we can thank God for cropodists and we can thank God for the makers of wonderful shoes and sandals and funny socks. I haven't got any funny socks on today, but uh, we tend to cover up. Our feet unless it's really hot and into the 30s feet are odd things and yet they become beautiful when they carry good news when they're used by the messengers of God's love so think of your feet today whether you love them or whether you are slightly embarrassed by them. Whatever they look like, they will become beautiful if they are used to carry good news. What I wonder is the R value of this infectious good news. A former Archbishop of Canterbury once caused much Debate and anxiety by saying that the Church stood one generation away from extinction. And people thought that he was saying something controversial or doom-laden. But it's a simple fact that if one generation does not pass on the faith to another, then that next generation will know nothing of that good news. That is the constant challenge for a Church that is part of God's mission. God's sending out or proclaiming the good news. Pass on. Pass on that infectious good news of God's love. And yet that passing on is not a simple matter. Our children or grandchildren may reject the faith that we hold dear, and yet they may find other ways to discover that faith for themselves. Strangers may hear the faith from us and may take that good news to heart. Or we may sometimes stand in the way of others' coming to know this love for themselves. Our actions, be they good or bad, have an effect. They will either strengthen that witness to the good news or undermine it. How? How will we pass on the good news today? Has our society become immune to that good news? Or is there still room for that contagious love of God? still a way in which it can spread into many lines. We know with great shame the way the proclaiming of the good news has been marred down the years and centuries, by the Church's divisions and scandals and failings. It's been blunted by our use of churchy language, by language that we understand but others find incomprehensible. It's been twisted at times by a sense of pride and arrogance and sometimes simple ignorance, an inability to listen to other cultures and other ways of doing it, a mixing up of what is faith and good news, and what is simply the way we do things. And yet, the good news is there the good news stands. God is one on whom all can call. In Paul's words, the same Lord is Lord of all and richly blesses all who call on him. Richly blesses. That's what we want for our neighbours and our communities and our nation and our hurting world that we may be channels of God's rich blessing to others, to those to whom Jesus brought the good news. He blessed the poor, the sick, the grieving, the oppressed, the abused, the frightened, the confused. And his blessing challenged the proud and the complacent. May we carry that blessing that Good News Blessing. May we carry it in our daily lives, in all our relationships, in all our praying for the society and the world around us. May we find new ways to speak Good News, to be part of that Mission of God. May our feet be beautiful as we carry God's good news of Jesus in our lives day by day. Amen.